0: What's up, everybody? This is host Sam from Espionage VR podcast. I'm with Tom and Bert. Say what's up. Uh, we what's up, are on the ninth episode. It's been a minute, as we always say every time we do a new episode. Um, we have so. a valid
1: excuse this time, though. What's that?
0: We
2: had a valid excuse for the past couple days. Not well, this time <laughs> and <a half> <laughs> yeah. I was
1: going to say the uh, international, global, possibly universal pandemic. Um, Bert. Th- did we record a podcast
0: uh, at your new house, or is this the first one?
2: No, that that's actually a good explanation as to why we haven't been up. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I had internet the day we moved in, but yeah, I moved fucking across the entire country, yeah, yeah. From Louisiana to New Hampshire, and now I'm now I'm a country boy again.
0: And he's you're you're a little bit more you're like more set up now. You have a few things left to do, or
2: um. Well, I mean, I think like especially living with danielle everything there's always going to be something to do like we're never ever going to be just just to chill it's yeah. always going to be like oh let's improve this let's repaint this uh, i want to change this around you know like i'm that's I'm that that's
0: that relax that's that house owning vibe that might last a long time that's that married vibe yeah mm-hmm. no it's both <laughs>
2: fuck mm-hmm. I, I i'm happy i'm set up yeah i, I got everything i need
1: your room's but. all good so yeah we straight oh, yeah love the room Um, speaking of rooms, Hosian just came up to my house and stayed for like three days in my game room, and I'm having a- Hosian, tell Bert what happened when you drove up to my house, because I'm having flashbacks to it, because I had the same thing happen to me today, kind
0: of. Um, when I drove up to your house, I'm trying to think. What- what- what did happen? You had a specific
1: disaster (laughs) with your pants. Oh, god.
0: You don't remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I- Had a massive headache like towards like the last twenty minutes before I got to Tom's car, uh, Tom's house because I was pumping gas and when I took the thing out, I guess there was like stored gas in that last little nozzle and it got all over my pants, Uh, and I drove like the rest of the drive with my pants smelling like like fumes so bad. But tell me what you Um, did to
1: stop it from smelling like fumes.
0: Yeah, to, to 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 try to fight it. I poured coffee on my leg. <laughs> and it kind of worked, but it also didn't work. So uh, yeah. it was... But that whole drive, I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. My head was about to fall off. Um, but yeah, I uh, I poured some of the coffee that I that I bought, and it just turned into like a mixture of the two, and it smelled like something different.
1: That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> uh, I just stopped for gas on my way home, and I uh, actually covered my right hand in gas. Or the pump had gas... All over it from the person before me. And I've washed my hands seven times. And every, it's still on there. And every time I take a sip of my drink, excuse me, I just inhale it.
0: It tastes like gas.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fucking disgusting, honestly. But yeah, but it was all good. I don't care. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> well, what's everyone uh, been up to now that everyone's... Well, Bert, you're moved in. I moved in. What else have you been doing? Um,
2: Other than, like, home improvement stuff. Enjoying the hell out of this town. I... When we got here... I can't really think. I I know that Neo 2 just came out. I've been fucking around doing that. It is a vast improvement from the first one. Neo 1 and The Surge 1 are two Souls-like games that I picked up just because of my love for the Souls franchise. And, um... The Surge is absolute trash. I haven't played the second one, but I can't see... Why that would have been okay to release release such a clunky mess, mm-hmm. but um, Neo Neo people like Neo. A lot of people were like, "Hey, it's it's great value um, Dark Souls and it's really fun." And this was before Sekiro, so it was um, different. You know, it wasn't in the medieval thing or anything like that. It was new. It was the whole samurai deal. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so Neo two the fucking character creation is amazing. It was fucking sick. If you like are one of those people that like you know like body pillows and stuff it's really fucking (laughs) cool you can make a waifu just like Code Vein still haven't gotten into Code Vein yet want to get to that but um, Neo 2 is sick a lot of people ask me if they should buy one game if it were Doom Eternal or Neo 2 between the two of them I simply said Doom Eternal because the first Doom was outstanding or not the first but the most recent Doom 2016 or whatever was phenomenal and Doom Eternal looks like just a funner, better version of that, and just like some more of what that was, you know, so amazing. Neo 2 looks like it was fixing a lot of things from Neo 1, and its Neo 2 is nowhere near as polished as um, a Souls-like game. So the first thing I noticed about Neo 2, the environments looked like something somebody had thrown up. I had no idea where obvious walkways were or pathways. Um, finding items and different things was really confusing. And it, th- that doesn't change. Like, whether you're in a forest, whether you're in a castle, it looks gross. It looks worse than Gears of War ever did. It looks worse than the Undead birds from Dark Souls 1. Their environments are just trash. Second off, the enemies like Neo 2, I mean, yeah, we get it. It's, it's a Souls game. It's supposed to be hard and stuff. But almost everything in that game is a one-hit kill. Like... You're probably gonna get one hit killed if you're, you know, going up against If you get, if you slip up, if you miss a block, if you miss a dodge, you're damn near fucked, you know, from these smallest little fuckers. And then the worst part is the most common enemy is this little, like, Gimli, not Gimli, fucking uh, smeagle looking guy. And it's terrifying. He's a little <laughs> Smeagol looking motherfucker with red eyes. And he comes after you and his fucking, it's really hard to dodge his shit. It's hard to block him, but then he can, like, grab you. Worst part about it, so this dude has way too much fucking health. He has way too much fucking health. They are everywhere. If there's a pack or two or three, I won't fight them. I have to fucking pick them off with arrows or whatever. But, like, two or three of these motherfuckers, they have too much health. It's a whole combo to stagger. And then the other fucker is already jumping on your ass. The problem with it is, it doesn't stop there. That's three or four. The problem is that these dudes, whenever they feel like they can become like Mecha Godzilla. They can just grow giant. They can become like three times the size, and now they're much stronger, much more difficult, much more health. All this shit, it's insane. It's like when you and they're a, everywhere. It's like they're when, everywhere. What?
0: It's kind of like when you fight those guys in the Dark Souls three in the first, uh, like whatever uh, area, and like you hit one, and they let the giant monster comes out of their head, and they just become way more crazy um remember them they turned into like these resident evil 5 looking crazy things you like they're like the regular like yes. one hit kill guys and then they go crazy mode
2: yeah okay yeah because it was uh, champion uh, gunder um did that initially and then it was like a zombie you know in the castle or whatever in the tower that did it yeah but yeah. he had what but he had really cool loot and they weren't fucking everywhere i'm exactly. telling you this mother for these little shits are everywhere and they come in fucking threes and, and it's in the beginning of the fucking game, and it never stops so somewhat yeah it's a stage two transformation, but like God dude, there are too many of them so it's like
0: it's like those things uh uh like do you think it's a situation of like this is just bullshit or like the developer was like, we're gonna do this because it's challenging
2: it's not well that's the thing there's I can sit away I can just step back and shoot them all with an arrow mm mm-hmm but like there it takes and that's the thing it's like what is challenging and what is nonsense you know exactly because the boss battles are challenging and they're fun as hell like i will die to a boss in this game 15 times and be excited to go back and refine what i fucked up on that's fine but there's too many of these goddamn little heathens and that's my biggest problems with the game so far other than that Um, Ori 2 is phenomenal. I haven't finished that. I'm looking forward to get back to that. But that's on Game Pass. If you haven't, if you have Game Pass, or if you have an Xbox and don't have Game Pass, or if you haven't played Ori and you would like platformers, you all, you talk about fucking Hollow Knight and shit. And if you haven't played the fucking Ori series, you're fucking up. Ori 2 is phenomenal so far. I hear a lot of good things about it. So, um, that's, that's what I've been busy with.
0: and what about you? Um... Since the last time we talked, I I was uh, I beat a few things. Uh, I beat a, I finally beat uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Very I excited. beat um, I completed everything that I wanted to do for the story in Yakuza Zero, and I beat the Onimusha PS4 uh, Remaster. Um, and then I started the Devil May Cry like PS4 Trilogy Pack thing. Mm-hmm. Um. After playing a game like Fallen Order, I was like, I want to play these, like, short Capcom games. Because a lot of those Capcom games are, like, meant to be played and, like, beaten in, like, one day sometimes. Because, um, like, Onimusha is literally, like, even if you're taking your time, you could beat that game in five hours.
1: I didn't realize yeah. it was that short.
0: It's really short. I mean, Onimusha is just, like... like japanese samurai resident evil it's exactly the same thing as a resident evil game basically and those Mm -hmm. games are also really short like resident evil 2 and stuff those are really short games uh and it's the same thing like you get the herb and you can it's like puzzle get the key go backtrack open the door blah 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 it's like it's exactly the same thing as uh, resident evil um but it was fun doing that because i haven't played that game since i was like a kid in like puerto rico on my Mm -hmm. uncle's uh uh, uncle's ps2 so it's like it's it was like damn this is cool and it and, and it doesn't look as great but it looks fine um with the ps4 th- uh remaster thing um but yeah the the main one that took me a long time was yakuza and, and fallen order and fallen order is similar to bert was saying like that's another game that's exactly like takes a lot from the soul series i feel like neo 2 might be a little bit more uh, of a sharper type of clone because Fall fallen order was, like, just, like, an EA, like, let's get, let's just do what's popular. It felt, like, a lot like that. And because it was so, there was so much, like, choppiness towards, like, the back half of the game. And it was a situation where it was, like, this is literally nonsense, like Bert was saying. I'm glad you yeah. mentioned that. Because it was, like, there were some moments where I was, like, this is literally bullshit. This is not, like, a, hey, you gotta be good. It's, like, no, this is bad design
2: moments. Well, it looked like, and this is, this is really weird. So, did, let me ask this. Did... Fallen order, have like an Estus flask. Uh, yes. Yeah. Did it have like a bonfire system? Yes, yeah. and
0: a respawn enemy system type in bullshit. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay, then never mind. Cause I've I've been, I was under the conception like a lot of people were comparing this to Dark Souls, and from the trailers, from the little bit I saw the game and like was watching the game in live streams and stuff, um, it looked like it was just a third person adventure game where the bosses had health bars and that's where people were getting it but like i guess it was much more like closer to that uh soulsborne like style it's more yeah
0: it's more along the lines of Sekiro because like the skill tree thing is not it's not like like everything is cosmetic uh and so like when you level things up and you're like meditation like state it's more like oh now i can double jump or i could or i could do like a, an, a like a special attack yeah. like yeah. i can do a move where i uh take both of my lightsabers apart and do like a double slash tie. it's like gotcha. it's it's stuff yeah. like that it's not like the movement's faster too. It's, yeah it's not like oh yeah movement's faster and it's it's more like it's more like bloodborne or sekro than it is soul souls um mm-hmm. it's not as free as far as like character building um yeah But
1: it's honestly the best description I think most people have given is it's a lot of the combat and gameplay elements from uh, Souls the Souls series, really Bloodborne and Sekiro, but with the narrative and some of the platforming of Uncharted. Okay. And the Uncharted platforming stuff starts out seeming like it'll be really cool and kind of becomes an afterthought later in the game.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it's got a lot of Arkham vibes too in the combat, cause it's not so. Um, there's like moments where it's like, oh, I can just like wipe out a horde like instant, like in, like you know when Batman when you go into a room like there's like 30 guys there just like yeah. about to get whooped on. It's it's a lot of that like enter the room, weak dudes try to get you and you just kind of plow through them.
2: Yeah, it has to make you feel like you know you're this powerful. And it and, and
0: it sure. does. That's the Arkham similarity. It's like you are it's super like oh man like this
1: it got the best lightsaber combat of any Star Wars game that's though. sick that's yeah. good so there, there was, then it, then there's then it then it definitely made a place for itself yeah
0: definitely it made it, it was it, there's good takeaways like that and and my my only problem there's a there's a mechanic a repeated mechanic in the game that's like um, a sliding down something mechanic and it becomes like a sliding platformer type thing. Oh yeah, um,
2: and it's overdone like they do. Dude, it Dude, they
0: do it all the time. It's really? it's so it's so annoying. I don't know I about know exactly what you. think And there's, a, about there's a there's a there's sections in the game where it's like fine whatever. Like there's an explosion. And you're kind of sliding down before you get caught in it. And, and yeah. whatever you're done. But then there's. It's like entire segments that are like slide down this tree and dodge it and like dude sometimes the jumps in the way the physics work it's like it's like wow i this is so fucking annoying and like i keep falling and it's it's just to me it was bs but i know yeah. i know some people let
2: me let me ask this let me ask this because and obviously like this is very present here there's something preventing people from praising how fun this game was it's such a like every time i talk to people about it there, there. It it sounds like a fucking fun game, and it sounds like a blast, and it sounds like it did a lot of things correctly. But what is it about the game? It's the that's, glitches.
1: Really, it's the. Like it's the glitches, glitchy. Bert. Okay, so if you play it on 360, it's not as bad. Wow. Oh, I'm yeah. not on 360, but on Xbox. Um, okay. But most people played it on the PS4, uh-huh. and it is <clears throat> ridden with issues. And what's crazy is. There's an interview with one of the developers where he says, like, it's not even just that the game has glitches; it's that a lot of them aren't even, uh, like, are console specific, not game specific. So there's people that are having glitches on their console that could never be replicated on another PS4. Right. Um, like a problem that I had. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. There's a boss um, that you fight a couple of times. It's a boss with a lightsaber, and you know the generic T pose. That uh, character models are stored in. You see them in all the behind the scenes things, where they're like Uh, fucking up on the cross. The boss fought me for a solid minute, stuck in the T pose (laughs) with the lightsaber just floating in front of it, smashing into me. Um, So there's stuff like that, and then there's just general like frame rate slowdown, um, and insanely long load times.
0: Yeah, the load. That's the one. That's probably the biggest similarity of Bloodborne is the load time.
1: So
2: it's like an enjoyable game, but there's things that get in the way of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. The
0: glitches were were one thing. And then it really hit me when there was a boss and their fucking lightsaber disappeared. <laughs> oh, and <yeah>. they throw, <laughs> they throw it as one of their main things.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, awesome. I love this. But yeah, the glitches are, are annoying and like the. There's there's definitely, even glitches aside, there's a lack of polish in, like, a lot of places in that game, personally, for me, but... Uh,
1: oh, 100%. Like, uh, you said how, like, all the collectibles are cosmetic. It's because they were putting all this stuff in. Or, like, they knew there needed to be exploration, but they couldn't yeah. figure out how to reward you... Reward the explanation in any way other than with cosmetic stuff. So the cosmetic stuff is, like, change the way your ship looks, change your cloak, change your lightsaber color, but... That's it. Like mm-hmm. so all the collectibles you find are uh, like there's some things that give you lore but nothing that changes the gameplay at all. And I know that rubs some people the wrong way.
0: Um and and the wall jumping was fun. That's the thing I did like about the game. Like that like that, that little pl- mechanic, but it was really like the thing to answer your question Bert about like there's something taken away. Like I could, I could look past like the glitch cause I turned I just restarted the game whatever. It's the fucking like Remember when we were playing Death Stranding and you were like, once I get momentum, this thing happened and it fucking, it just like threw me off. Like when the the BT's game, for me it was like, I'm going crazy, I'm doing this, oh,
2: a sliding part of the game. I know exactly, like, because there's so many, there's some mechanics in so many games where like, they do it so much and it's the same wash and repeat process where you feel like the developer, whoever came up with the guy, was so fucking happy he came up with that and thought he struck gold and then it's just overdone.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it wouldn't be as bad, but there are places that you have to... There's backtracking in the game and worlds that you have to visit multiple times. Uh-huh. And so you end up going... And if you get lost, you might hit the same sliding thing over and over again, or if you die and... Good lord. It can definitely get grating. But I will say, it's still really fun. Yeah. And if you could play it on PC or Xbox where it's less glitch I think... Yeah. I could definitely see you really enjoying it, Bert.
0: And and yeah. and I know that like whatever they do next with this series, it, I'm I'm definitely like, uh, I'm like I'm coming back. So I'm, I'm good.
2: You? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll it'll be, be number two. Will be really good. Yeah. So
0: respawn killed it. Honestly, more Forrest Whitaker.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, for me, I've been like really wanting to play my Wii U really bad for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing some shit on that. I've just. I went through Arkham Origins on that because I hadn't played that game since it came out. Um, it's the like the black sheep of the whole Arkham series, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't the made. one I
2: haven't played based on yeah people's opinions on it. Yeah,
1: because it's got some some whackness to it. Like the world feels kind of empty sometimes, and the story like is fun, but there's a few things that even when you think about it, and like like no amount of suspension of disbelief can like stop you from just getting mentally derailed by it but yep. i don't know i love those games and uh that was really fun to go back through it's like the one where the side mission stuff is probably the most enjoyable to me but i think really i just played it because i had just finished arkham knight on game pass mm. and i really wanted to get through that so I played that um i've been playing the phoenix right trilogy a little bit on switch because it was up for like Fifteen bucks. Have you guys ever played those games?
2: No, they're good things. I have <laughs> not. No. They're pretty
1: cool. Um, it's definitely just like basically a point and click adventure, but I'm liking that a lot. It's like and,
2: it's like attorney simulator. Uh, kind of. Well, not but, really. Because, but I mean, anime and well, no, bad. yeah,
1: it's supposed to be, but uh, it, it kind of has like an illusion of choice. Like you, it's one of those games where like no matter what, you cannot lose. Okay, yeah. Um, even if you make the wrong decision, uh, someone, there's like kind of always a guiding hand there to be like, I don't know, you really should check around that corner. Like, are you sure you shouldn't keep pressing this witness and asking them more and yeah. more? But it's fun, like, and it's super outlandish and retarded. Um, and I've been playing Hat and Time a lot, which is really fun, but I haven't been playing it nearly as much as I thought I would because I picked it up right after I was playing uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which is like a super polished 3D platformer. And this one is also pretty polished, but for some reason it had to take a big downgrade to go onto the Switch, mm-hmm. like, graphically. And sometimes on some of the levels that are really well-lit, which is a lot of them, if I have it on the TV, it hurts, it, like, really hurts my eyes just to even yeah. look at it. Jesus. Um, I fucking don't know why, but, uh, so I'm, like, slowly getting through that, but it's really funny, and has a ton of, like, good personality and shit, it's a total fucking retarded game, so... I'm getting through that. I'm going to start Doom Eternal as soon as we get off this podcast. I went and bought it on Xbox today because uh, Doom 2016, for me, ran and looked way better on Xbox, uh-huh. and then Nolan and and got a PS4, so I went back and returned it oh, wow. um, to GameStop and got the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. Um, does it have multiplayer? It does have multiplayer. And the thing I bought on Xbox, I didn't think it had any multiplayer because none of the trailers and, like, release stuff I've seen, I've really mentioned it at all, because the last one had multiplayer that was pretty cool, it had, like, that snap map thing, uh-huh. to where you could kind of simulate what the modding community was, and it was kind of fun, kind of played, like, Quake in uh, Unreal, yeah. but nobody really played it, so I was like, eh, I'm not gonna worry about what my friends played on, but Hosing right, right. was, Hosing was kind of talking up the multiplayer on this saying it looked interesting to him, and I was, so I was just like, hey, screw it, oh, if yeah. I really... I'll buy it for twenty or thirty bucks on Xbox eventually and play it again. I
0: watched an interview with the with one of the main developer. What, what forgot what his name was of Doom, but it's
1: Hugo something. It's he, Hugo, and then there's another guy who's name I can't Yeah, remember. he
0: was on the uh, Rogan podcast for like an hour, or twenty minutes, or whatever, and he. He was talking up the multiplayer, and I, from hearing him, I was like, "This sounds interesting." I don't remember all the details, but it's it's not a team deathmatch or free for alls, nothing like that. And because the first one was like what Thomas said, like Quakey vibes, but um, apparently this is going to be more like it's team maybe centered, or you have to like kind of work together on some shit for like to like kill one guy. I don't I, I don't remember the exact details, but it's definitely yeah. not it's it. What they said, um, the main takeaway that I got from him is that uh, he said he wanted this game to feel like you're playing the single player, the same kind of experience, but in a
1: multiplayer setting. So we could make. Wouldn't it,
2: they just make it co-op? That's a good point. Oh God,
1: I would love that. I was saying that earlier. If they put made uh, the arcade mode co-op, I would yeah. love it. That, that that that's a good point. And, and I think uh, I think Joe Rogan was like, "Why don't you just do that?"
0: I don't remember. Um, but uh, no, it looks cool. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to dive into that and then as soon as I finish that I'll go get Animal Crossing and start not only being literally self-isolated but being also isolated on an island, a digital island alone.
0: Oh yeah, I'll be playing that tomorrow cuz we're getting some at my job. That's like the one new game he actually ordered cuz he knows people will buy it at, where we uh in Savannah. Yeah. Cool. Um anything else you guys been want to touch on playing or whatever?
1: And it. I don't think I've really played anything else, honestly. Uh, oh, I started playing Sonic Lost World for the Wii U. And I know that not a single soul on the planet wants to it. Oh, yeah, you're the only one
0: that. who ever played that one for sure. Um, 20 out of 10. Oh, uh, I I played the RE3 demo. Not much to say about it besides it looks cool, the graphics are crazy, and it's going to be yeah. pretty much just like Resident Evil 2 Remake exactly like yeah, that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun, so... Um,
1: I hope it'll be fun, but I hope they do Code Veronica soon after. Mm-hmm. I would love an actual remaster of that. So many dogs. Yes.
0: <laughs> the The beta for the Resistance mode comes out on the twenty seventh, and I'm I'm gonna give that a shot. I'm always looking for like the multiplayer game that kind of does more team based stuff, and that one seems to be doing that. Um, and
2: I motherfuckers, motherfuckers are slacking on it. Everybody's asking for like multiplayer games and shit. I cannot. Recommend that people and their friends play Deep Rock Galactic anymore. Like in the Discord, it's become a thing where like, I've ruined it for people because every time somebody's like, "Man, we don't have a game to play," and I'm like, "Deep Rock Galactic exists," and nobody cared. Like people started going back to playing Minecraft, and Deep Rock Galactic is literally like Left for Dead mixed with Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I- imagine that
1: I've for never a heard second, those Left for Dead,
2: right fucking now, Minecraft, and. It's it's fucking phenomenal and people are sleeping on it. Oh, I, I never. We should, do, we should do an espionage stream of Deep Rock.
0: Hey, I've literally never heard of that game, so what? I heard awesome.
2: <laughs> I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast. Oh, really? It's on Game times, Pass.
1: Yeah. There's so- mm,
2: I don't know. I, I I've only played it on Steam. It yeah. might be uh, PC only. I don't know. No,
1: it, it is an Xbox One game too, but I don't know if it's on. Gotcha.
2: Um, one more okay. thing before we move on.
0: I also. Bert, you played this too, but the Sniper Elite Four um, mm. that that's a really fun co op. It, I, it's like I've never pl- I haven't played the single player. I'm sure you have Bert, but it, it's exactly like that, but with just two people, right?
2: Uh huh.
0: That's that's wait wait whoa say that again. The Sniper Elite Four campaign co op. It's the same exact like vibe as the
2: if, if you're playing by yourself. Um, I have never really played by myself. Um. <laughs> because here's the thing I've, I played to get footage for y'all's video by myself but I played on like you could because there's so many settings you can jack up on normal mode about like how often something happens or what uh, kind of um, benefits you get from your sniper optic and stuff right but in co-op I only did the authentic mode okay so that's um, what I'm, much. I'm- Two completely, totally different experiences. Right. And if you're playing, on some, playing that game on something other than authentic, then you're just wasting your money. Dude,
0: it's so crazy on you know, that mode. And I, I was playing it's, that with... It's rough, yeah. I was playing that with Jeremy, and, and that's been really fun. I, that one, it, it kind of like brought me back to like playing with friends like the Desert Storm or something. Not as uh-huh. crazy chaos, but it, it could be if, if you wanted to. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. No,
2: it's, it's definitely like that same... Tactical, like we got to think about this and formulate a plan, kind yeah. of experience. Or if something
0: happens, it's like, dude, like we can, we literally should not go this way. We need to go this. We need to take the other way or something like that. Like that kind of stuff. I love doing that because it's like, never know what you'll see. And the cool thing about that game is that it's you can go other ways, but there will always be something there, like to pick up or or yeah. to do, or like you can find a key for their safe or blow something up or like find something cool. You know, it's 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 really fun. So. Highly recommend that if you're fans of uh like those old
2: like t- two generation ago like military style games. Yeah. So we had the uh, we had an espionage stream the other day. Was that yesterday or the day before? Yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so Sony announced, and in their defense, they did announce that this uh, stream would be a uh, basically a demonstration of what's inside of the playstation 5 and what kind of power it's working with similar to you know what xbox had just done recently and every other system or developer does before they release a system um and it was it was it was a it was an experience <laughs> they had um their like a uh, lead designer uh for technology or something they had their
1: lead fucking turtle guy come out yeah. <laughs> And literally yak for an hour and a half. Yeah,
2: it, it was pretty... It was a shit show because he's giving a demonstration that was, like, advanced fucking computer engineering um, about what how an SSD, a solid-state drive, is made up and why it is faster than re- uh, regular hard drives and whatnot. And that was a 30-minute conversation, was explaining the solid-state drive. And nothing like uh, a xbox did that too they were like yeah hey we got we use an ssd now Mm -hmm. and they could have gotten to so much other stuff or just done something to make their fucking consumers a little happier and i get it this was not really for consumers and shit um but i I just the way you market it and uh, it it could have been done differently because whether it's for consumers or not it's okay say this is Say this is for, you know, technology experts and investors or whoever the, whatever else the fuck. The lead developers of, like, Ubisoft and Capcom and all these motherfuckers. They know what a solid-state drive is. They know what a teraflop is. They know how to develop for them. You don't need to go into that much detail. And, um, like, and there was some things. So, in in these long explanations... There were these weird things he would say that made people second guess like, wait, like you're talking about a lot of power, but then you're making little comments and stuff that's making us think that you're making an excuse for not harnessing the full potential of this power. So there was a very weird vibe throughout the entire presentation. The I, weird part
1: was only because of the fucking mystery science theater crowd sitting in front of him with one guy completely cock necked to the right the whole time, like his head was. Well, that
2: was the
0: gumball machine. There you go. Um. <laughs> there was there was one main thing that um, we noticed where he was talking. He was talking about like oh like over like a hundred games will be. Like there was a confusion between like 100 games being playable. from. He said he he, he was, was talking about, about the top
2: 100 games for the PS4, but then he made it seem like that they won't all be available at first. Right. Yeah,
1: here, here's the way I interpreted that. He was saying that right now, from what I understood, that the top 100 games are the main things that they tested, and that was based on total playtime of games played on the PS4. And that, theoretically, every other game should be able to run on the PS5, but they have to test everyone individually. So there are going to be some games that just statistically won't run on the system, and they won't be able to work on patches for that until consumers report the fact that those games don't run.
0: Um, And, and th- there was that, but I read today that they are going to all work except they, there's a hundred games that are going to have noticeable upgraded differences and, and basically the, what i'm trying to say is that it was explained badly because it's hard to even like, like what was he even talking about like a yeah, bunch was, of those it
2: was very george bush a bunch, a, a
0: bunch of the time so if you could have just said hey a hundred of the games we have are going to have noticeable upgraded differences like how the xbox um upgrades are going to work from like Playing a game, and then when it comes out on a Series X, there's going to be like that, like patch where it updates, like makes everything look different or whatever. That's what he's saying with saying like 20,000 different things. That's why everyone's like, What the fuck are you even talking about?
2: I almost don't believe that because I have also gone and read articles about the interpretations, and I went back and listened to what he said, mm-hmm. and I don't believe—I don't know what site you read that on—but I don't believe that their interpretation is correct. Unless did he come out, or did Sony come out and confirm that, or is this somebody's interpretation?
0: Um, I think I think I read that from someone else uh, explaining. Because I
2: I don't believe like there is I don't feel like there's any possible way what I heard out of his mouth meant that. Mm-hmm. But I hope it is because that's kind of like the Xbox One X enhanced thing where you can play all the games, but there's a few games like the top games are going to perform better. And it makes sense. Right. My biggest problem with that entire um, presentation, because I'm not I remember a couple years ago, people laid into Xbox or whatever because they didn't show off games. They just showed off hardware and something. And uh, like, hey, this was. For what it was, it was exactly what they said it was going to be. Problem is, is when you show a little computer chip and you're talking about backwards compatibility and you show PS5 at the top of that chip and then you show PS4, then PS3, then PS2 on a little graphic and then you take away PS2 and PS3 and just leave PS4 and then proceed to talk about for 10 minutes why PS4 was the only option... After Xbox and the competition have said, hey, you're going to be able to play fucking all the console generations. You shot yourself in the foot with that fucking graphic. Because I'm over here, like, looking at this, I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick. You're going to be able to play fucking everything.
1: But you're not. Yeah, I mean, I think the real issue with this whole stream is that it proves that Sony still hasn't figured out how to communicate... Directly to consumers yet, in the way that uh, Nintendo has definitely has figured out, and that Microsoft is like almost totally nailed Um, because this was the talk that was supposed to happen at GDC. Yeah. And years ago, this would have been a press-only conversation, and they would have been free to put all the tech talk in that they possibly wanted because. It wasn't, it wasn't their job to translate it for the consumer. It exactly. was just their job to say this is specifically what it does. And then, you know, Electronic Gaming Monthly's job to translate it to me. And now instead, everything is live stream. Everything is this and everything is that. And I don't necessarily have a problem with them eventually doing a intense technical breakdown because they do have to put this information out to the press that wants to translate it at some point. It was just a huge mistake. To do it before they showed any gameplay footage of anything, because people like Xbox Series X basically came out the gate with something, with like new Hellblade footage and some talk of like Halo and this and that. Like, but there was a, at least like a nugget there. Mm-hmm. And here, right now, all we've got officially is the title of a single game. Was it God something? Godfall or Greedfall? Godfall, or some that's shit. it. Greed. No, Greedfall was a recent thing. It was God something. I don't know. Um, whatever it is. But that's all we've got right now. So that's, like, the real reason that this whole thing slumped so hard. And, like, the guy... Like, the information... there, Like, every once in a while, there was, like, interesting stuff. Like, him saying this should be almost zero load times. You know, it loads this much faster because of this and that. Like, and that stuff is all interesting. And, like, you know, that piques my interest but this dude the knack guy the guy that said jumping in platformers nobody likes that make it a cutscene. i get that he was the one leading the charge in some of this but they could not have picked a worse person to convey worse information to the crowd that decided to watch because I, I don't know if you guys watched the youtube chat on the live stream but it was essentially seven thousand children just saying Z z, 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 z yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. and then people saying boring, cancelled uh fucking Turtle Man, Dana Carvey and then just Xbox already won over and over and over and over and over again well, that's so, exactly, like, I'm sorry keep going no but I mean well I was just gonna say like that's definitely how it felt I'm sure that's what you're about to say is like that's how like coming out of this immediately if the only information we were given like, if all the marketing for both these systems had to stop right now and tomorrow I had to go buy one, uh, the, the PlayStation probably wouldn't be getting my money.
0: I'd have to know. I'd just have to see what games came out for both. But as on, a tec- yeah. on a technical standpoint, yes, that's, I agree with you.
1: Not just tech stuff, but just with how everything was conveyed. Mm-hmm. You know? nothing Like, it just felt like... I know it's all just marketing bullshit, but everything with, like, Xbox so far has felt more like a guy at a game store you really like telling you about it as to where the PS5 thing was very much like reading a trade magazine.
2: Yeah. Well that it's it's crazy going back to your original point that Sony still's trying to figure out how to convey everything directly to consumer cuz again like I feel like that's the whole reason why they got the head start on this console generation is because E3 2013, they came out and they are like, here's how to share games with your friends, and he just hands him the fucking game. Mm -hmm. And then everybody, like, they got a standing ovation for that. And me, I'm over here like, it's not that funny. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was like, they thought, oh, my God, they they went after Xbox and Xbox doing horrible things and blah, 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 which is funny because that's probably where gaming's going to be in five years. But, like, they that it's weird because i felt like sony always had that over the past couple years probably over the past like since then i feel like sony's been doing everything correctly so like and microsoft is the one that had to figure out how to fucking talk to people and convey um their message without the fucking rumor mill taking over and shit um so i'm I'm, it's crazy i'm like what what happened
1: my question to that would be have you watched the state of plays like as they've happened sony's this yeah the sony version not of a, not all
2: of them no 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 do how often do they, are uh, they a thing?
1: I, about i think there's been three at this point maybe four but really? there haven't been. i think many. i've watched one so no okay. i haven't kept up well on i can i've watched all of them and they haven't changed. if you watch the first one or even the second one i can guarantee you we saw about the same thing for all okay of them. and if you watch those it's still like it is the nintendo direct format Without any of the things that make people excited about the Because really? sometimes oh. it drowns you in tech talk. Or, like, one of their big, but giant, massive of reveals of the fucking first one was a VR Iron Man game. A rail shooter <laughs> Iron Man game. And that was supposed to be one of their big, like... Like, you know when Nintendo, like, the Direct's about apps. to end and they go, one more thing, yeah. there's one more thing, and then they tell you the, the god-tier moment. Twilight that was Princess that was
2: trailer that. in 2003
1: yeah so that's that's why i'm saying i don't know if they know how to like they definitely do have moments where they can like nail it with people and where they come in and they say like all the right things at all the right points of time um but like i think just in general they still don't know like i think they still don't know who they're really supposed to be targeting with their marketing because obviously the ps5 or the playstation brand is so broad and they don't know how to just like find a balance between impressing tech people and also just giving the blunt information and also just knowing like people like every time you do one of these things it's supposed to be a milestone moment there has to be something there that satiates that entire populace Mm -hmm. and nothing does that better than a big reveal of a key point like like this whole thing people like would have instantly stopped shitting on it if they had just revealed the price was 450 bucks you know Yep. And that was it. Like one big key thing Something and crazy all the well. bad press would have gone away. Mm-hmm. And they just did.
2: Cuz when it ended everybody I and it's and I hate feeling like this. I hate I hate feeling like the um the high school girl in a movie theater after a really good slow burn film and you just have those girls giggling when the credits roll. They're like that's it. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like that's how I felt watching that stream and it ended and I was like, "Oh, there's nothing else, you know? Because like again, this should have been behind closed doors. I get that and I know that like every big conference there's tons of meetings that aren't streamed, that aren't um, you know, like for press and all that stuff and and then like I always wondered what was behind those doors and now I know and now I am happy that I never got to see them. Um and it just sucks that like yeah, the fucking virus and all that shit kind of threw everything for a out of loop. But again, like they don't they, they don't deserve all the hate. They don't deserve a f- bunch of fucking idiots in YouTube and shit like that. But I don't think that should have been fucking live streamed. You know, like, absolutely not. have a have a private stream for all of these people that were supposed to attend GDC in this conference and do it for them. You know, that's that's equally as just as effective. So uh, I do think it hurt them a little hurt their fucking image. It was kind of like a big fucking memory event. And um, I, I see where you mean that they're like they don't understand kind of like when to shut up when to go public and when to stay private with stuff you know this is a, this is yeah. a
0: big like 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 learning learning thing for them because Nintendo's been doing this how how long has their directs been
1: going on like two the directs been going on since the 3ds right so oh yeah they're, they're uh, killing it. that's at least that's at least six years if not seven. and as out of 2000... Oh, the 3ds never mind okay the, yeah not the, the, DS. Not the DS. and so...
0: as out of touch a lot of people say Nintendo Japan is blah 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 like they're they're they even with that being said like that's kind of bad if they're making their points across and they're making their their conferences like very like driven to be like oh my god i'm excited for the next direct i'm so pumped like that's all you see on the internet man that's the thing is it's people, crazy when you talk I feel about like th-
2: you have to be extremely amateur to think nintendo is out of touch mm-hmm. like it, it, whether it be because they don't have a powerful system to make assassin's creed look you know yeah they don't support ray tracy nobody gives a shit they know they are extremely in touch with their market um, hey, they, their friend codes are stupid, you know. Blah blah. blah. They have their own style. Mm-hmm. They have their own way of doing things, and it fucking kills it. Yeah. It works so well. So like, you're out of touch if you think that Nintendo is out of touch because they can't run Assassin's Creed like an Xbox.
1: You know? Yeah, and there's definitely a couple of things that I'd be like, oh yeah, Nintendo absolutely is like behind, like very well. Do you, think, well behind do you the agree? Curve, friend but, codes are one of them. Oh yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say like the the online presence. Um, how how they handle everything with their online infrastructure and how they handle Nintendo Switch online when it comes to mm-hmm. the free games that you get, all of that is like a well. This is a nice thought, but you're really kind of fucking me right now. Yeah, yeah. I was I was
0: more I wasn't talking tech. I was more along the lines of like oh whenever people upload no, but, well, that's, videos, the, that's what But I was you were talking is, about
1: other people, and
2: I'm anticipating that those external people that are smooth brain enough to be like Nintendo is out of touch what are what are let me ask okay let me ask this what do you believe people are saying nintendo is out of touch about
0: like the like content creators on youtube when they're trying to promote games nintendo flags that stuff and monetizes them for themselves that's the kind of stuff i was talking about yeah
1: like yeah i agree with that when it comes to like things with when nintendo is speaking directly to their audience it's gold it's perfect Uh, they know it's always timed perfectly, the right announcements at the right moment. Every yeah. once in a while, there's like a little bit of a dud, but in general, people leave those conversations being really excited. But when it comes to some of the broader business end, like the online infrastructure, like Jose was saying, how they deal with, I, like, as much as I hate to say it, influencers, um, even their partnership program for getting uh, free games for them has been really bad. Like if you want to get review copies of games, you essentially have to coddle the entire brand. Or they will mm-hmm. blacklist you from their program. Things like that. And that's that. why
0: I mentioned... That's why I said Nintendo of Japan, because a, a Nintendo of America combats them even on that and trying to change that, but they're so in their old ways of, like... They're still, like, those guys from the NES times sitting on the chairs, like, and they're like, no, this is bad. Yeah, like, rotting, that, rotting
1: away.
2: That, so le- less, less like, the development of video right, games. Right, you
0: know... They're, the they're, production No, changes. yeah. No. I'm talking about very the, top-end decisions. Like the pride, yeah. the pride, and, like, the, like... No, it's going to be like this no matter what and that's why nintendo of america has been more like trying to like tell me like, hey no this is how this is how it is now this is a benefit that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about as far as talking to your audience about the like they know what they want they pull the lynx uh, uh awakening and all that kind of like putting the games out like that like yes they are crushing that shit the- yeah, they're crushing
1: yeah. when you see people talking about how they're just in a drought for a Nintendo direct and they're dying Dude, without one. Dude, every t- every day that's you go on the internet it's like that. That's crazy cuz that's people not even just saying that they're dying without a game. They're dying without Nintendo revealing a tidbit of information exactly. about a game or just giving them an they're 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 thirsting for an announcement. And like they And, and is, I mean
2: that's that's you know the whole social media and influencer thing and how much it can help people and stuff like that. I mean if if it's their business model and their style to just shut all of that down, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking crucify them for it, you know, because it's such a norm for us to be able to fucking put something on in the background or put stream something of a certain thing and be like safe or on from online or something like, or even like if you did a shirt, you know, it's so easy for us to be like, oh, we're gonna do this and put it out. But then when somebody comes after us for us, we don't expect it because nobody gives a shit these days. And they're the only ones that are that uptight about it that's that's them fucking and their business you know Mm -hmm. it's
1: um i mean yeah i just think with the climate it's just a little out of touch and and
0: and my Uh, whole point about being this is like despite how they are about that they are still able to give you something that's better than what the sony thing did um because a lot of those directs are like all the heads in japan talking to you yeah and that's why i was like oh like even with that much shit like Nintendo will be like, hey, this Direct is just going to be about Animal Crossing. And it, the fucking floodgates
1: go crazy. Speaking of which, did you guys watch that indie... They don't call them Directs, but the Indie World presentation that they did? I heard about it, but I didn't I'd actually watch it. There was a game in there from Hello Games, the company that made, uh, that made No Man's Sky. That I'm going to look it up real quick, because it sounded something like really interesting, like right up Bert's Alley, specifically. One second.
0: Is it Joe Danger 3?
1: It is not Joe Danger 3, even though it sounds fucking awesome. Joe
0: Danger was was
1: awesome. Joe Danger was a good indie. Hold on. Fuck. Oh, The Last Campfire is what it's called. Um, and from what I gathered from the trailer, it was kind of a thing where uh, you're kind of just a dude, wand- like a little guy wandering around, like, revive- like getting back in like reviving your, like, dead friends by bringing their souls back, but it's something that's, like, really cartoony way, and it kind of made me think about when, when, uh, oh my god, what's that Jonathan Blow game that you love? The Braid? Not Braid. Witness? Uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, a cute, made me think of, like, a cutesier version of the Witness with more puzzle gameplay, Uh but just with the atmosphere that it had, and, uh, I think, it's something I think you would be into, though, but there was a couple other good games in there. Um, Well, while we're here, do you guys want to talk specs on either of these, on the PS5, Xbox One? Do we care? I don't don't care. Like, they both look, like, both of them are
0: good. Yeah, to wrap my thoughts about this, like, there's still more to be discovered from both. And um, with everything going on right now in the world, I'm excited to see how they're going to try to uh, show it to us. And this, this first few moments with PlayStation was definitely not the best way to do it. So we'll see what's next, and we'll probably stream that, too. what are our pricing predictions for the two consoles i think i think that it would be smart given that we didn't go into the specs but it looks like the ps4 is less powerful on certain aspects except for like two things or whatever um that i think they should just launch at a 400 or 450 price point and just take the loss
2: um
0: because it looks like it's going to be kind of an expensive thing to make
2: I think PS5 will be $499, Xbox Series X will be
1: $599. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Even though I think I think it's the market is still not at a place that where it could accept a $600 home console. Um, even even if that's even if like the parts inside of it dictate that price, I think you're just expecting insane blow because the
0: switch even the switch was was like way too expensive um sorry uh like at it way too it was a big loss right because um
1: uh yeah i think the switch was at like i don't know if this is confirmed but i heard it was at around a 40 dollar loss like console selling at a loss is very common
0: and with that might with that kind of like technology into it with how you can like tv dock take off the joy con all those little little things and it's Mm -hmm. and it still has the uh the the fucking motion controls it's literally like all it's like a wii u and a wii combined plus a whole new thing like that's that's a lot so if the ps5 is is using some you know technology that's farther than the ps4 is and i i'm sure this this loss is going to be like around that same like 40 to 100 hundred dollar loss um, xbox will probably put out i can see them doing it more expensively but i i also feel like they won't i feel like they'll keep it within between four and five still
1: yeah, yeah. i think I'm, ho- that's uh, really what I'm hoping
2: i don't know how big of a hole xbox can put themselves into but if i mean if they want to lose some serious money i think then yeah i mean 500 i think they they it, it will be absolutely insane if xbox series x is below 500 dollars
1: Uh, Yeah, Um, I mean, I think I don't, I can't see it being below five hundred. I would love to think that we're still in a world where four hundred is the top, but not long ago, three hundred felt like the top for me. So, Uh, and that's what's
2: crazy is that okay, Xbox Series X, you know, we're like, oh, I can't believe that this is okay. So after you buy a five hundred dollar system, you have to buy a sixty dollar game. Xbox's biggest goddamn strength in the world in this goddamn uh, console war coming up, like the new console is released is the fact that at launch they can gift you three months or some odd number of that, mm-hmm. um, three months free of Game Pass, which is literally probably ten fucking... I don't I I, I could do the math, but it's probably somewhere between $5,000 worth of games. Well, that, mm-hmm. um, that might be way too much or whatever, but it's
0: an insane deal. And that's what I was saying. Like I think these consoles at least... At, especially Xbox, can can launch at a loss because they can see themselves making a lot of money back with all the software do, uh, sales that they're well, doing. But uh,
2: that's the thing. How much money is Microsoft making? Because they're discounting Game Pass left and that, right to a dollar a month. That's true. And they have to pay these companies to have their well, I think it's on Game Pass. I think shit. it's very
1: much... I think for them, number one is they're discounting it, but they're never discounting it for much longer than three months, I think. So if you look, every single... Uh, service that can switch to some kind of a subscription model. Yeah. Uh, on the first the one is always like a getcha thing. Yeah, and it, it's that way. And but they're yeah. always it's always setting you up for the long con. It's not. Yeah. Do we make because our money? Because people back?
2: are gonna forget to cancel and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, people forget people to cancel. Be, people right. are like,
1: oh well, it's just so convenient. You keep the price low enough, people don't really care. It's yeah. just ten bucks. It's just this. Like, hate to be this guy, but you even see it in our scene with like the OnlyFans thing, like. Yeah like it's a very it's a very real it's such a small thing. Yeah, it's a small amount of money, have. it's a small setup and I think for like it's just such a long con. They want you they're o okay, they would be okay with give, with selling you in in a perfect world for me, Microsoft is okay with selling you a $450 Xbox Series X with 3 months of dollar Game Pass mm-hmm. knowing that you will pay $10 a month for game pass for another five years and they're guaranteeing they're guaranteeing an additional basically six hundred dollars out of you in software and without even if you never buy a game
2: say a big say a triple a title comes out once every two months Mm -hmm. and then i mean how much of your consumer base if it comes out on game pass goes from a sixty dollar uh customer to a ten dollar customer
1: it does. Like that. Well, that is one of the things I wonder But I think the whole thing for them is it's more about volume. Yeah. Because if the vault, like another reason with giving you that dollar is because you're guaranteeing, like giving that dollar subscription, you're guaranteeing a huge spike in volume. And even if seventy percent of those people roll off, you know who knows how many customers you just gained. And right. if the volume of that subscription is higher than the volume like the that you were getting at, yeah, than the cost of what you're talking about with that game. Yeah. then it doesn't matter the, the profit's there and it's also profit without having to spend all this extra money of ship of shipping and manufacturing physical and, and it's
2: just there. and that it's all digital titles
0: and and this yeah. is just xbox one but when the series x comes out who knows what their plans with games pass can go further and yeah, like
1: I, there could be a huge overhaul of yeah it's, it's, it could be that, bad. that's
2: what i'm talking about like xbox has been doing everything right every single thing that xbox has been doing has been like They, they, it's like room service to fucking gamers and customers and shit. Like, they're, they're literally just like, dude, hey, we fucked everything up. We didn't convey messages appropriately. We haven't gotten shit for games. So they're like, dude, we've got to do this shit right. I don't know who you have to fucking hire or who you have to fucking get in, but start doing it right. And they have been doing that. It just comes down to the fact that your games aren't on the same fucking quality as PlayStations and shit. So, like... Their, their fucking Gears 5 was insane. Gears 5 was huge. Like, that was a fucking solid game. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, when they unveil that motherfucker, like, they're they're waiting for something huge. They showed the little shitty teaser for the tech demo or whatever, but, like, they haven't shown a goddamn thing, dude. That, it's gonna be, like, it's gonna be, like, a 10-15 minute gameplay uh footage. It's gonna be some badass fucking announcement trailer and shit like that. Like, I am... Dude, I was I was in Baton Rouge when I was a paramedic student on the fuck, like, watching E3, like, watch it, praying to God I didn't get a call, and then that fucking infinite shit happened, and I'm sitting around, like, two other medics who don't give two fucking shits about what I'm doing, and I'm, like, shaking because I'm fucking seeing this shit, <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's fucking coming. And just, just the whole reason, Halo 5 sucked cock. I, I can rant for 30 minutes about why Halo 5 was an abomination. Um, They did a, a few things really cool on it but otherwise dude you fucking killed it you're almost fucking sending halo directly into the toilet with this shit they know that all of the fucking crazy like everything halo more specifically like on their insider program they're literally like talking to the fans every single one of them in that program and they're sending emails to people like tell it fill out this survey tell us all this shit and you see it mm-hmm. You see it in Master Chief Collection for the PC. You see it in things that they're changing on Master Chief Collection. Or you see it in the updates for Halo 5. They are literally listening to people and what they want. It's a collective voice of everybody who wants Halo back to the fucking great that it was. And that's why, dude, like, I'm if, if infinite fucking tanks, like, that's, that, this, this is their chance. This is their chance to show people, like, Hey, we're done being fucking idiots. We're done trying to make it Call of Duty. We're done trying to fucking make it as random and uh, short attention span serving as possible. We want to bring this shit back. Cortana is not going to be a fucking bad guy anymore. That was fucking stupid. Here, take this, and it's going to be fucking huge. So that's what I'm waiting on.
1: I do have one thing I wanted to ask you guys about this whole thing, and that's uh, how do you think this whole coronavirus situation we're in right now is going to affect the console launches like because like right now we're definitely looking at a thing where who knows how this whole situation is going to play out but do you think anything's going to stall do you think we're going to lose a launch title because of this like will people be able to afford to buy these systems yeah
2: i was wondering that dude i think doom and animal crossing came out at just the beginning at just the inception and pre-orders probably had a big thing to do that that too is there they're like no just put it out because, dude, like, the amount of movies getting canceled and stuff, and obviously that's a little different, but it's fucking
1: crazy. Well, I mean, like, if, if GameStop shuts down, like, yeah, finally closes their doors, you know. Like, movies yeah. shut down because their channel to put them out is gone now.
2: Yeah, because Amazon doing... Walmart's been kind of shadowing Amazon trying to pick its business up back in the couple past couple years. And Amazon doing this thing where, hey, to prevent, like... Um, whatever you want to call it, social distancing to make everything safer, blah blah blah, to be more you know friendly for the virus and the pandemic. They're only shipping like essential items and mm-hmm. uh, medical supplies, stuff like that. Like if Walmart came out and been like, "Hey, we're gonna set up specific areas in our stores." Um, where our workers are protected, but you can come in and get supplies and groceries and stuff, but you're not gonna come in and buy like a fucking barbecue pit or a video game or a TV. Um, then that now, I because after GameStop, that probably take away Walmart. And where are you gonna buy the games? You know. Yeah. Um. So that that's a big possibility. So that could fucking happen. Um. And I'm I'm waiting like cause this thing. Okay, we're all happy, we're all social distancing, we're all being cool little internet people and posting, you know, about how we can help each other and then trashing people that are just trying to continue working because they have to pay bills and have no idea what's coming ahead. Um there's a lot of dumb shit going on right now on the internet and even in the face of possible extinction at the worst case scenario people still want to divide each other and hate each other over Instagram about like who's doing what and who's the problem and how they are fucking everything up and it's made me fucking sick so I'm mm-hmm. wondering I'm like okay say say we're headed into the worst case scenario when when are like the phones and the internet's going internet gonna get turned off like when is our communication going down because that's what's keeping everybody sane When they right pry now, it from all, my cold, dead fucking
1: hands. What's that? When they pry it from my fucking cold, yeah, right? dead hands. That's <laughs> I've got my little turn radio or whatever thing.
2: Because I'm like, we're all still connected. We're all still in this together. We're all, we can all still lift each other up and show everybody, hey, reality is still here. Humanity is still here. Take all that away, and then you're like, you look outside, and it's just the street and other houses. And then when night comes... There's no way to get in touch with cops. There's no way to call 911. There's no way to tell anybody or call for help when somebody comes and raids your house and breaks into your house and does some devil's reject shit. That's the horror that is possible if this shit, if this just becomes the straight-up fucking pandemic of the fucking century or whatever, and it just starts taking out everybody because the panic already set in. And what's what, what the craziest thing about this to me is like, I'm I I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it because a lot of people don't want to hear what I have to say about it. But, like, I think the panic made things worse. I think the fucking amount people started... Like, the toilet paper thing, dude. Yeah, understand the gravity of the situation. Understand you have to make changes in your life and in the community to combat this thing. That's awesome. Cool. But, like, the fear... And a lot of Instagrams and social media and influencers profiting and getting views and clickbait off of talking to people about the worst case scenarios. About drowning in the, in the fluid in your lungs. And how that's like 100%. If you get coronavirus, you're going to be intubated and sitting in the ICU, but there's no ICU beds. So you're going to drown in fluid and pulmonary edema. That's what people are telling people. If, if you get corona, this is what happens. That's not fucking true. That's not what the numbers are. There's so many positives about this virus and the pandemic that nobody wants to talk about because positivity doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, oh, dude, I don't even remember where I got fucking started on this whole thing. But there is, like, the pan- the panic didn't help, and... If that continues, if people don't get their fucking head out of their ass, don't calm down and assess the situation, and it's panic, 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 then the people manning these stations that keep the internet and keep the fucking phone lines up, those will go down if panic continues. Because then that's when people like, okay, I'm going to take what I can and run. Because when you're faced with life and death, you're not worried about everybody. Oh, i got to keep the fucking internet up for people. I've got I've to gotta keep this job going. I've got to keep these servers clear or something like that. You're just like, I need to get the fuck out of here right now. I need to go find some woods. I need to get out of the city. People are going to start shooting and stuff. And like, you gotta stop, stop panicking. Fuck. That's what you're going to turn into. You're going to ruin the whole fucking planet because you want to be like, oh, oh, oh. No. God Yeah, people are going to die. That's life. It's a pandemic. We fight these things. We've been through it before. It's been fucking worse. God, has it been worse?
1: Well, you heard it here, guys. Trust the man that's been shot in the ass in an actual war over uh, Fox News. Fuck. I mean that with no comedy <laughs> whatsoever, straight up. Uh, honestly, every time we've been talking about this with people and everyone, all my friends and like family, like in full panic mode, I'm always just like, I don't know, man. Like, we'll just chill. Like, don't you think you should be like panicking? Like, no. I panic enough in my real life. Like, I panic enough waking up in the morning and realizing that I have to, like, be alive. So I'm not really trying to panic over shit like this. Like, when it comes time to panic, uh, I probably still won't panic. I'll try to be as level-headed as I can about it because the instant I panic is the instant I make a giant fucking mistake. So
0: My dad was like, he called me, he's like, why is everybody buying toilet paper? It's the last thing you need to do, man. I was like Same question Like exactly Like What the fuck Like my dad's like Come on Like there's other things You could be doing Wiping your ass Is the last thing You should care about right now If it's that big of a deal
2: Dude At my At my Walmart Baby wipes were stacked Like There was so many baby wipes And People are like At the toilet paper aisle Like Calling people No they're out They're out Oh my god Are y'all stupid? Are you that fucking stupid? Mm -hmm. Why are you so stupid? Like I, I, I. It probably fucking was. Goddamn, like this in Louisiana, but like, I know in Louisiana, Louisiana has the hurricane and the fear thing once, multiple times a year from fucking hurricanes, so they're constantly, the news is constantly, hey, we're all gonna die, go spend $200 on milk and fucking eggs at the grocery store, you go spend $200, $300 at the grocery store, nothing happens every single year, so yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine people there, because when I went to the store here, like, I'm not calling people here stupid, but... Dude, rural fucking mountain town. The toilet paper was sold out everywhere. There, Every other shot uh, aisle. Meat, pasta, milk, eggs, bread, everything. Canned food. Everything is stocked the fuck up. But the toilet paper's gone. Yes. Let's end humanity. Maybe we're done. If if that's where we're at.
1: It definitely does make you pretty angry. I don't know, man. Uh. That kind of fucking pissed me the fuck off. But, uh. I don't know. I'm trying to. There was something I wanted to bring up to you guys. Oh man, like just, but, like my dad, when we were kids. You guys remember when the whole anthrax scare was going on? Oh yeah. And the dirty bomb thing. So my dad is not a prepper, but kind of dove in, uh-huh. to uh, to like that scare. And you know we had a couple of, some extra radios, some food and water stockpiled, all the fucking plastic wrap to build your plastic bunker in the middle Jesus. of your house. And he, I had a science project I had to do that year, and he was like, you need to build a mailbox that uh, shoots steam inside of it. And I was like, why would I do that? I don't really understand. And is this to, like, like
2: disinfo? To like, because
1: he, people were saying you can iron your mail, and that will kill the anthrax. Really? And, uh, yeah, that and that was a real thing that you could do. And he's like, this is how you do it without having to iron it or have some physical contact. And hearing that, and then I had a best friend, whose dad was, like, total prepper, like, thousands of rounds of ammunition, hundreds of guns hidden in the walls of the house, you know, silver buried across the country, and I had a roommate that kind of dove into that culture. And ever since then, I was like, I will never, ever give in to, like, this brand of autism and be this scared of things. Like, it's it's not going to do any good for me.
2: Yeah. That's what I mean, dude. There's, like... Because Danielle, so when this whole thing, when we started, like when when the panic started and when the news started, the fear, the bullshit, Danielle wanted to go to the store and stock up, and we buy a few things, and she goes and gets canned food. She buys like six cans of Progresso or something, right? And I'm like, you realize how far that's gonna get us, like world ends, fucking we're done. You have about two days there. Yeah. I was like, I can go in the backyard. I can go fucking hunt. I could shoot a deer a fucking hog or something. I can go fishing every day and we're set. But you want to buy six things of canned food. And I'm not just hitting on Danielle, that's everybody. Everybody thinks, "Oh, the world's going to end. Got to go buy some canned food." What people, are you what are you fucking thinking? Like, well, you, you need a
1: farm. People just want to feel like they're in control for a minute. You feel very helpless and you do whatever you can to feel like you still have some power. That's a very oh, sure. natural human. Sure, emotion. but I can I can arm wrestle Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger, and I can ask him to hold on so I can get my grip a little better. And I'm sorry, that's how are you saying that you stupid. know Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, but I mean, this is the world's not indie either, so that's how I took it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like me trying to adjust my grip on his hand is me acting like I'm in control for a little second. I'm still a fucking idiot. Damn. So I'm just stating that people are fucking morons for buying like six things a canned food like you're not doing anything absolutely oh
1: well, man. well we all know what the actual apocalypse is going to be we all just finished death stranding anyway so it's not going to be that bad
2: no there's guns in this world yeah and i'm telling bad. you like people that don't like guns that don't want guns in their house and shit like this when moments like this come up i'm telling you the law goes away the world the communication goes away it's going to be scary i remember nah, here's fucking,
1: here's prepper bert
2: well yeah hey, here, yeah no let's, yeah so <laughs> katrina overnight when it's just martial, like, not even martialized, just lawless. Um, the whole city is flooded. The fucking gangs just took over that shit. Overnight. It was a fucking war zone. And, you know, it's, um... That, like, I get it, y'all don't want any way of defending yourself because guns are dangerous and shit like that, but now you're faced with a scenario. Now it's real. Now, the whole world could start panicking and everything going away... Now there's, now there's threats. So I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, and I hope like this little bit of fear puts a little bit of perspective in a lot of people's eyes and stuff when they try to judge people for certain things that they're just trying to improve either their homestead or themselves or preparing for the worst.
1: Hmm.
2: Hosey, what you got?
0: So Xbox Games Pass might be cool when the next one comes out.
2: And podcast is over. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to move into some Q and A? No, I want to move into Bert's house so I can be safe from the apocalypse. I told you. Come on. No, that
2: you said you were coming here because y'all's Florida tour. Or, Florida? My Florida uh, the tour Florida. of
1: Florida. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Y'all go to. To be honest, the Bert. To
1: be honest, I'm figuring we're trying. Like that is totally my plan. But also, everything with work is up and down. I got to figure out what my job is going to do. I get you. Yeah. Um, and then what days I want to keep. But if people hey, hey, want. the flights to,
2: are like two thirty dollars $2.34. Oh, my and God. Man, if people want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if people want. Hosey, if you want to make the pilgrimage to Bert's house. I'll I mean, the uh, according
0: to what I'm hearing is that there's actually coronavirus cases happening in Savannah as of today. Um, yeah, there are. And, and that bed. was the first like recorded case uh, with the yeah. news or whatever. So I'm like, well, there actually might be a chance that I won't be going to work like as well. And I'm just gonna be around, and so hey, a lot of time on my hands. If I could get out there, dude, I would fucking love that.
2: Fuck it. Um, But yeah, Tony and Khabib, April eighteenth. Let's do it. Are they? uh, Is that a fight? Yes. Got it. I thought
0: it was a a new kebab spot. Sorry.
2: (laughs) That's very. That's incredibly insensitive of you. What you got for questions?
0: Um, let's see what I got. So, yeah, started the Q&A Q- Q- a little late. Um, so, I have one here from It's Patty underscore. Um, he wanted to know what... He asked, thoughts on the new Modern Warfare Battle Royale mode. I haven't played it. I don't know if Tom did.
2: I think I'm the only one that's played it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I have not uh, My it. thoughts on that. Um, Good launch. There was no problems, no network connective issues, so they fucking nailed that. Good on them, because we all, I mean, goddamn, like, going back to King of the Kill, PUBG, the amount of problems those had, and then fucking Apex, you couldn't play two games in a row. You would I, I got kicked almost every game in Apex, which is incredibly infuriating when you're, like, the second squad about to fucking win, and you get the fucking uh, NVIDIA error code, and you get kicked out, and there's nothing you can do about it because they didn't allow re- reconnecting. Mm-hmm. So, Modern Warfare, the uh, outstanding launch. It was free, too? That's fucking insane, because obviously there's base game, and then if you just want to play that, that's free. So that's people listening. So that's, again, like, I've praised Modern Warfare for how much it was a throwback to the original. And, I mean, this is, this is just even more that people are listening and people give a fuck. Um, the game is 150 players. And for the first 20 minutes of the round, which is almost the entire game, um, when you die, the first time you die, you go into what's known as the Gulag. The Gulag is a place where you get in a 1v1 pit with another guy that died, and whoever wins gets to redeploy. That's fucking crazy. That's a very sick, but you, you only spawn with like a pistol or a shotgun. So it's like limited, uh, spawns in there and shit like that. So sometimes you have to kill people with a handgun. Sometimes it's an auto-shotty or a shotgun and all that stuff. Really, really amazing system. The problem I have with it is, I don't have a problem with the Gulag. I have a problem with the fact that it's 150 fucking people that start the game. So when you take the Gulag into consideration, and half those, more than half of the people are going to die in the beginning. Um, so they, so some of them just get to come back. So if 75 people die... Um, Not in the beginning, but in the first 20 minutes. So if 75 people... Minimum 75 people die in those 20 minutes... uh, 30 some odd get to come back anyway. So now that's 100 people still in the game. Just, you know, from whatever. And then you get to buy people back in. Which is not a bad thing. The problem with it is... Is that in the last 2 or 3 rings... There's fucking 30, 40 people still in the game. And it makes the end of the game not as exciting because it's just fucking chaos there's no sick firefights there's no cool positioning and run around and really trying to get ahead get a fucking lead or a fucking shot off on these last few squads it's just motherfuckers everywhere like you've got people in front left right behind and all this shit and it's it's really infuriating so and now they're talking about upping it to like 200 man cap which Fuck. is insane like you're doing they're doing what fucked them after, like, Modern Warfare, they, you know, just start adding. People want more. People want more chaos. People want more randomness. No. Make it 100 and see what it's like. See if it's any better. But otherwise, I mean, it's got an excellent fucking buy system. I will say this. The, the loadout uh, package and the UAV, some of the kill streaks are incredibly overpowered. The UAV should not be that broad of a range... Um, Maybe the person calling in the UAV should have the little personal UAV above them. So it's a little, like, balance. Mm -hmm. um, So that, because, like, somebody can call a UAV and you have no idea. Like, if you were able to take that out or know where the person who called it in, that would balance it out a bit. The loadout, I guarantee you the loadout packages that fall are going to be limited to one loadout per squad. Because right now it's three. And that's incredibly overpowered, but also it just kind of negates the entire buy system, or it negates the entire loot system, because all you have to do is survive until you find a loadout, and the loadout is a customized loadout where you pick everything from in the game. Incredibly overpowered. So, and the fact that you go up on one of those, everybody from your squad can get, can all get their custom shit. It now has nothing to do with scavenging. It mm-hmm. now doesn't fucking matter, because my last problem with it is the fact that you got the M13 or the M31 M13 or whatever the scar the MP7 the um the police shotgun or whatever and the MG34 those are the most common weapons in the loot and they're incredibly shitty like none of them are fucking decent they're all low mags and shit like that, and that's what sucks is with the armor, it takes a little while to fucking reload and stuff like that, and it takes, like, more fucking magazines and shit to down somebody or whatever, so you just fucking get your load get your custom load out, put a 60-round mag on it. And now like the looting is out the window. The looting is now an afterthought. The looting is now just, I'm going to have all this until I get to my loadout. It's all about the loadout now. That's, that's the meta. And they need to balance that because it's a fucking battle royale. You start with nothing. You have to scavenge. You have to kill people to get better loot. I don't, I don't care about what loot people have if I already have the perfect setup from the loadout package. It needs to be nerfed. There's something that needs to be done with it. So there's a lot of things. There's a lot of randomness. There's a lot of carelessness in the fucking developing. It's like they tried throwing what... Oh, people really want this. People will be so excited for this. But it doesn't create suspense. It doesn't create, like, adrenaline rush. Do you you think they threw
0: things out there just to maybe see what's sticking and then they're going to kind of go from there?
2: Sure, but I can... Yeah, but they, they could have thrown like they could have said, "Hey, we've got Warzone. It's a battle royale," and released Viva Pinata, and everybody would have been looking around except for Tom and been like, "Y'all are stupid for giving us this as a battle royale." Y'all the thing what I'm saying, and what I'm saying, I when I say Viva that is- Pinata. What I'm saying <laughs> that was so when funny. I say that is, <laughs> what, I'm saying- what I'm saying, what I'm saying that is, is like that you can easily analyze what they gave and without testing it, say. Wow, this is incredibly overpowered. The UAV fucking travels so goddamn far. The loadouts, like, I, I you could have looked at, uh, so the loadout all fall from a random spot. They can't be stolen by enemy squads. They're specifically for your squad, and everybody can get one, and they can make whatever loadout they want out in the regular menu. Completely negates... Hey, hey you, you got a game that has, like, 40 fucking weapons. Why are the only guns I'm finding the MG34 and the fucking Scar? Like, dude, have some fun with it. Or even just fucking give them a little higher mag. Make them a little bit different because they all suck so much. Like, like, they're not, none of them are good if you get to play with them. They're literally like, oh, I got to pick this up until I find a loadout. Or until I find, like, a golden gun from a contract or something like that. The contracts are sick. I will say, last thing I'll say about it is, unlike other battle royales, there are certain missions scattered throughout the entire thing that you can pick up, and and other battle royales might have this. I don't play Fortnite. I haven't played PUBG in a hot minute. And Apex had, <laughs> like, optional, like, um, fucking enemies and stuff to kill that you get stuff from. But you can do, like, so some of them are like Hitman contracts. You pick it up, and you instantly know the general area of another squad, and you can go kill them. And the other team, if they, like, evade you for that two, three minutes, they get a shit ton of money. And then the other is, like, contracts where you find a a loot box, and then there's another loot box over here, and there's another loot box over here, like, 100 yards away, and it has progressively better loot in them. It is a very good fucking well-done game. The map is made up of some custom elements, some older maps from, like, Modern Warfare 2, and then the Ground War maps. It's a pretty decent fucking map. They did well, but... That's it's all of that's kind of in the trash if the whole premise of the battle royale is out the window when it's too goddamn chaotic at the end and the loadout packages are there. Yeah, that I'm that
0: gulag kidding. thing. I didn't know that that was a unique to Call of Duty thing. When uh, Nolan was telling me about it, yeah. I was like, "That's pretty sick, actually. I like that idea."
2: The gulag is sick, and I do believe that it's also the only battle royale where you can buy in um, your teammates and mm-hmm. shit. Don't quote me on that. That's though. cool. Yeah. See,
0: anything? Uh, and then you say that's pretty much it on the Call
1: of Duty Warzone. Yeah, that's all
2: I got to say about cool. it. Cool. Um, see what else I
1: have. And this is- Allie asked me, "At what level of de- uh, detriment does COVID nineteen have to hit for Bert to stop Door Dashing Chips and Salsa?" And I think mm. I can answer that question. With Bert, will do that until the day he fucking dies from flu in his lungs. <laughs>
2: that, <laughs> or. So here's the funny thing about that. I have actually, in the past week, been hardcore controlling my food intake as well as exercising a lot more because I've let myself go. I used to be fucking, I used to be able to run like 18 miles. I used to be able to fucking do some crazy shit in the gym. I used to do martial arts, Muay Thai, and Jiu-Jitsu. I used to be like on point. I am a fat fuck now since I got in a relationship. I can't run a mile anymore. I fucking start breathing heavy when I tie my shoes. So here I am. I'm thinking, okay, if the world ends, am I ready for this shit? No. Now, my body is really sick to where I can adjust for like a month or a couple weeks. And I can just drink a gallon of water a day and rehydrate myself. And I've my muscle memory is pretty good. I'm back in the swing of things. But we're not there yet. But if it comes down to it to where I need to watch certain things in my head. Because, dude, if I get a hold of that Chili's... I don't stop eating.
0: <laughs> those thin, those those very thin Chili's chips. They, there's something about them. They're so good, dude.
2: You, they're translucent. You yeah, can see through it's the them. oil.
0: It's awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and the next question is from Def Palm. He just one was asked a long time ago. We didn't get to it, I believe. But uh, he said, "What type of game genre would you want to see more of in the future? Action, RPG, etc., etc., etc."
1: You know, the more that I think about it, the more that I think that we've already answered this question. But we're here, so we're going to answer it anyway. Yeah. Uh, 3D platformers. One million percent good 3D Damn. platformers. Also, but uh, the other thing would be, I love that Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle game. Some more games that kind of take the XCOM style formula. But, uh, fuck it. Make it more dick and fart jokey so I can play it. I like that.
2: <laughs> um, I dude, I want some fucking Yeah. I mean, this is and this might be kind of XCOM, but I was cuz I was going to say platformers just because I want platformers like all fucking day. I saw the platforming in like Doom Eternal and I'm kind of getting turned on by it. Um but like platformers are everywhere now. Metroidvania is it's like the Ye couple of year past years are the years of the metroidvania and i return, think we you we know? talked
0: about that with being like oh metroidvania do pe- are people even gonna know where that term came from one day right
2: <laughs> yeah no that, it's i mean I, I definitely think they will because i definitely think video games have a huge respect for um like their past and stuff like that when you keep fucking remaking all these games and shit right. like that like i i dude when are we gonna start seeing some like castlevania remasters and stuff but um so, I, I can't really say more platformers because there's so many of them, but Tom made a good point. There's not enough 3D platformers. There's not enough of the fucking Mario 64s and shit like that, and when there are, they're not done too well. So, bring those good, well done back. That would be sick, but uh, this might be even XCOM. I never gave XCOM a chance, even though I heard amazing that's a, that's things. That's totally but, a Burt game. Yeah, because I was about to say, I was like, dude, give me some fucking sp- full-spectrum warrior mm-hmm. back, you know? Because, uh, like, uh, XCOM always looked like maybe, like, Full Spectrum Warrior crossed with Worms. Hmm. But, uh, I just, dude, Full Spectrum Warrior was, there was so many things you had to keep track of. So many things, you couldn't just move around the map for, you know, ever until you got fucking... Um, happy with yourself? You literally had to keep track of all your supplies left. So there was a technical, tactical aspect about it of like I, there was a load management aspect about it. Like I have all this to keep track of, but I also have to be tactical on gunfighting and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, like I don't brothers in arms. No, I'm not talking about that. Strictly, I'm controlling different teams and any way you have to do it. Fuck, you could make a goddamn Star Wars Republic Commando fucking full-spectrum warrior or something. It doesn't have to be military or fucking modern-day shit. Goddamn, yeah. you know? Um, I miss that shit. That was, like, third person. It wasn't RTS. But, yeah, I mean, it for what it was, I want to see more of that. Because, quite frankly, I don't think that's been done since full-spectrum warrior.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that I... have I watched videos on that game recently because I thought I have the first one on an OG Xbox. I thought it was backwards compatible, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bummed me out, but um
2: I've bought so many games thinking they're backwards compatible. Yeah, I
0: mean it's still a good game to have though. Um, uh-huh, absolutely. I guess um for me it would be when I was playing Sniper Elite recently. Sniper Elite 4 with uh, Jeremy like I I that game on co-op reminded me a lot of uh, when i played a lot of splinter cell like chaos theory co-op where like you're like you're like two you're two like spies and you've got to be stealth and you're going through and like you know helping each other get past or like knocking guys out together i want to see some more um like fully fleshed like a single player game campaign would be but with another friend or something like um like if, if I don't think the writing would make sense for this possibly, but if like The Last of Us was
1: like the two player game or something like that. Be sick. Um, I w wasn't that brothers game kind of like that idea, but not really a shooter. I, I, I know, think I think you're thinking thing. a way out. My, I, I haven't my played that, but
0: uh out. but I heard it's got like a little bit of the Splinter Cell vibes. Um but mm-hmm. um I'm like Bird, I'm sure you remember this, but like playing those like Splinter Cell missions where they're so fun, you could just play them over and over again. Um, Splinter Cell was a good uh, time. Those Chaos Theory maps and stuff. And then they had the modes where you fight uh, other guys who are first person mode mercenaries and they have all the machinery, they have your weapons and stuff. And you guys are like, oh, I need to steal the intel or whatever. And you don't really have any kind of lethal weapons. Kind of fun game modes like that. I want to see some more things like that coming up, but. Yeah, playing that sniper really, really reminded me of like going back and playing Conflict Desert Storm, and it was just good. It was like the same type of experience you would have alone, but with a friend. It, they yeah. didn't like downgrade or make it like a horde mode thing. It was just like the same shit, but it's just cool because you can help each other out. Yeah. So, that's my thing. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see what else I have. It's P- Patty underscore again. He asked another one too. He says. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new Silent Hill games? And I'm guessing he's like, it's the possibility. There's nothing confirmed yet.
2: Yeah, the acquiring of the license. Yeah, there's a
0: lot with that one because there's there's a lot of rumors about like PlayStation acquiring the licenses for Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania and Silent Hills. And then there's another one where it's just like Kojima's back on the helm for Silent Hills. And then there's two different Silent Hills games coming out. Um, yeah, there's a lot going around about
1: that. Yeah, bring yeah. it. I'm uh, I'm definitely like a real believe it when I see it guy but I think yeah. uh, it all sounds awesome but how much time do you think Kojima would really have to do this with launching his like don't you think he already has his own next game in the pipeline before this even came up like would he push that aside Or would he have time to do both things in tandem? uh,
2: the second game in the Stranding series? Oh,
1: yeah, the second Strand game. uh, (laughs) What do you think the second game in the Strand series is going to be called?
2: Hopefully Viva Piñata 3. Viva
1: Piñata 7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will he have time to incorporate a crossover between Silent Hills and Viva Piñata? Will Norbin read out. I think I dude, right I think
2: he's he I think Hideo Kojima has already found a way to clone himself. And he's got five of his little like mini clones working on different games right now, so I think he'll be alright. Fair enough. Um, honestly go ahead. I I hate to say this. But yeah, bring on if Silent Hills comes out again, I'm like Tom. I have been lied to and manipulated my entire life to the point where I'm just dead already hmm. so I don't care about anything until it's in front of me um, I think Konami is stupid but they're not stupid enough to turn down an extreme amount of money from Sony for all those licenses I think it's an incredibly smart move by Sony and why Sony it makes smarter moves than fucking Microsoft because um, they're thinking about the incredibly epic games they could make with those licenses my personal thing hey another Silent Hill the Silent Hill that they were trying to release those all spooky cool bring it on I love spooky shit let's go I'm not too involved with the Silent Hill universe to the point where I care about where those characters are at and shit like that um as far as Metal Gear Solid goes I don't think it needs anything else um I I don't if Metal Gear Solid wanted to branch off to another universe that wasn't snake Cool, but um, I, I just I feel like those games can be, you know, laid to rest, and uh, you know we can just uh, uh, enjoy them from where they were.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think at this point I'm more excited about the idea of uh, Kojima moving forward with something new.
2: I like that. Yeah, because Death Stranding, for what it was, was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see what he's got after that. Because think about think about Jonathan Blow. You know, he came out with Braid. Okay, what's he going to do next? Was he going to do another side-scroller that had some crazy elements to it? You know, was was he going to do another this or whatever? And he, he stayed within the puzzle realm. But Witness was such a far fucking different game from Braid. But... It's hard to fucking pick at which one was better or which one had more fucking character, integrity, or love put into it. I mean, goddamn, dude. And if that's... Uh, you know, Jonathan Blow, he's he is very, very similar to Hideo Kojima as far as their individuality, but also their how fucking intelligent they both are and how creative they both are. They are the definition of a creative. Like, their mind is just like, if this was some fucking fucked up post-apocalyptic scenario then their minds would be the ones everybody has in a jar somewhere surrounded in a maximum security fucking uh compound where like the government is just controlling everything
0: um i mean i'm I'm the same with tom like hey be cool to i'm kind of looking forward now and if he does get it that's awesome whether we all feel the same way it's like who, like, yeah, yeah, it just sounds like some, like, internet shit that can spread around and just be like, oh, my God, it's happening. Uh, so with everything that's been g- gone on and how, it, how he exited the company or how it got let go, it's like, is that even a real
1: thing? Like, so. For sure. I will say the idea of someone else taking over Castlevania is pretty exciting to me because I would really like to see someone nail a th- a 3d Castlevania game that actually feels like not God of War comes after symphony of the night, you know, not Lords of shadow, not anything like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, and if this is, if this is a thing and then damn, that's a, that's a big, big, like fucking win for, for PlayStation or Sony, whoever's going to take it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Bert was saying with medical solid, I, I don't need, I I think I'm done too. um, the only, the only thing you could do is like, Oh, let's like, you know, go back and work on that last chapter from five, but it's like it's been so long. It's like, dude, it's fine. Like you don't have to do that. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. Silent Hills stuff, cool. I'm if it if it comes out, then I'm getting it. like I'm excited for it. But if it's not, then yeah. here we are. Um, yeah. Cool. So my last question is from one of my uh, Discord mods, Maximilian. We ask we use one of his questions on. A couple podcasts ago, but he asked this time So has there ever been a game that made you relook a genre you never gave a chance before? Like say you were never about strategy RPGs, but playing XCOM two made you reevaluate how you saw them as a genre. If this hasn't happened to you, what's a genre you want to try but never gave a proper shakedown for?
1: Uh fucking Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle made me consider playing XCOM. Nice.
2: That Repeat was, uh, the question, Hosey.
0: Says, has there ever been a game that made you relook a genre you never gave a chance before? If this hasn't happened to you, what's a genre you want to try but never gave the proper shakedown for?
2: You know, it's funny because we were just talking about him, but um, I. A couple of buddies of mine got into the little like anime novels and shit like that, like, just the fucking hentai fests on Steam. They're, like, $2, and they're just, like, little anime faces and voices reading shit and interacting with them for, like, three or four hours. Um, And my buddy Meech did say there were some that were, like, written by Japanese authors that were incredibly, like, acclaimed and stuff, and they had good Mm -hmm. content. But um, I never wanted to give them the time of day, obviously, I there was no experience I had with these that made me want to dive into them, but just because we were just talking about him, um, I was watching, I was either watching an interview or reading an interview uh, with Jonathan Blow, and somebody had asked him, "What what is your favorite video game?" Um, and he said that it was some like early fucking Microsoft fucking DOS novel or something that was about um, the creation of the atomic bombs. And it was a visual novel that you um, interacted with through the shitty computer program, I'm sure, back then. It was probably all less than fucking 8-bit, but... uh. That that made that that and um, my buddy Meech's explanation on like there are people out here who are making these things that know what they're doing and can you know create a fucking story with them and that just made me interested like it's kind of like somebody who knows what they're talking about regarding film who can like tell you why a twenty fours films are like kind of trash if you really dive into it as far as cinema. And then that, like, as a person who thinks, like, I have a great taste in movies, that makes me wonder, like, okay, now I want to see these, like, old-ass movies or these fucking crazy-ass foreign films that do so much for the actual cinema industry that I have no fucking clue about. So it's the same kind of thing here is, like, here's my favorite video game director slash person. Like, you know, Yugi DeHoseon's... Hideo Kojima is my fucking Jonathan Blow. And here's him saying, my favorite video game is a fucking visual novel from like the 80s or whatever. And if there was anything that made me spark something into a new genre that might make me want to explore that, that was it. Because otherwise, because otherwise I've explored pretty much every genre, you know? Like, yeah, I've never played the visual novels, but I've seen all my buddies play them, and I've seen, I've looked into them, and like, yeah, you read text and look at anime titties. So um, knowing that there is more out there, it's kind of like, when I was talking to people about reading the Halo books, um, I, I was talking to like some of the guys in the Marine Corps. One of them was like an older guy, and he was like, "This you know book reader and stuff." He was like, "Well, what you don't understand was the writer of the Forerunner trilogy and the Halo books was Greg Bear, who's like this really huge and really acclaimed science fiction um, novelist. So like, there they hand selected like a really." good fucking people to write these things and it's actually a good book you're not just oh i'm reading video game you know lore or whatever you know no it's an incredible fucking book for good reason
0: that's sick and um do you have a list of whatever that you're going to like try out hell no
2: i ain't got time to do (laughs) shit man what are you talking about
0: i know there's a lot of those games like for the vita a lot of those like visual novel type games and i'm like man a lot of those games plague that system, um, but there's a market for it. It's cool. I've never actually. There's only one that I um actually tried playing one time, and I fuck, I forgot what it was called, but it it, it sounded like some samurai like type game, and I was like, okay, I'll try this. This is cool, and then it completely turned into one of those, and I was like, when is like the gameplay starting? And I realized, oh, this is just like a novel thing. Damn. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm interested in trying those. Uh, what is it? The Zero Escape series, like nine hours, nine days, nine doors. That's kind of that thing. With Jesus. The horror element. What is that? Uh, it's so there's a whole series about it, but basically the premise of the first one it came out on the the DS is a uh, nine people wake up in a room and essentially it's saw, um, but you can pick uh, like you play like you play through the game nine different times each different character. There's all these different endings. Uh, gotcha. Kind okay. Of, okay. of cool, but um i've always heard really 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 good things about the whole series so i'd like to dive into it eventually i think you can buy the whole all three games packaged together on the vita that's sick
0: um for me as far as the game that finally got me into the series uh was pokemon honestly um it took me a long time to finally play them and i grew up with my like my brother and my friends playing like red blue uh silver gold uh ruby sapphire all those and i always saw them i was like i just don't know it just looks boring or it looks kind of dumb i don't like the way it looks i don't really care like what why are you playing that and then eventually my first one was diamond and pearl uh and i put and i bought it and i was like holy crap so like i got i didn't know that it was more than just like oh you pick a pokemon and then you go into a battle i was very ignorant on that and uh and then I found out that there's a lot of like like the daycare thing where you could like breed Pokemon and stuff. That's kinda of what I got super into. And I found out there was a lot of stuff like that in the game. Uh and I kinda of got into this series. But yeah, for the longest time, I didn't even care about Pokemon. And I've played Pokemon since, uh, all the way until X and Y, uh, on the three D S and then I kinda of stopped from there. But yeah, I really I I haven't played the newest one. I know Tom, you said you uh you weren't like super, super huge on it, but I do like the series um now Mm -hmm. but back at that was one that's a huge one too so it's like oh everyone liked it i was like i just don't know and i just never gave it a a fair chance until i finally just got it myself um yeah i like the series a lot now um i haven't had the interest to play so maybe i don't really care that much anymore or i just from what i hear about the new ones it's like i don't know if i want to pay sixty dollars right now but um yeah the the daycare stuff and was always my favorite type, but not the, not really like the actual training to like fight and all that. And that, yeah, so that's, it, that's, that's, that's that's it, that's it for questions. what I have as far as questions go.
2: No, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't saying is that it what you got, but uh, I was just wondering if we got any more questions or is this um, gonna be I got, our yeah? I got a question from ever?
1: John Mackey on.
2: Okay, this is gonna be good.
1: Uh, which one of you will be the first to be reanimated after succumbing to COVID nineteen?
0: Not
2: me. I have no talents whatsoever, and I'm not white, so I definitely not me. Tom, there you go. I win. My fat ass is king. Tom is white, and Tom has very is very multi talented individual. So. There you
1: go. I've got a. I can't come up with a list of talents for myself right now. well, that's not talent. one of your talents, but
2: you there you, you go. them. Okay, cool. Em. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, let's uh let's do some recommendations for some shit for some people, and then let's uh let's stop talking to each other so I can go play Doom. Cool. Who's got one cuz I sure as shit don't. Ori, Ori 2. Yeah, Ori 2. Yeah, that that's straight directed towards me. Bert, do you think I need to play the first one before I play Ori 2?
2: You don't need to play it. Um it's, you know, it's a but fucking should I? it's not it's not it's one of those games that's like you know, the story's there. It's a bunch of like cute noises and squirms and then like scary events like a fucking owl comes and takes everybody away or some shit. Um, so it's got a story to it. It's got so much heart, but at the same time, it's not like, you know, fucking you're going to miss something or whatever. It's all just there being told to you. You don't need to play the first one, but they're both so goddamn good. And there's nothing two has that the first one doesn't. It seems like Mm -hmm. there's no crazy mechanic or anything that makes this one so much more of a game. It's just more of it. You know, it's just more puzzles. It's just more platforming. And, uh, it's, yeah.
0: That's sick. The, that's they. I, I hear it a lot, and I'm like, fine. I'm gonna definitely. And the first one's on Games Pass, right? I know the second.
2: One. Both of them. Both of them are on okay, Games so we, Pass. Yeah, that's on Keep the good. list.
0: I, I'll definitely take your recommendation. Um, mine is, and I beat this recently. It's an old ass game, but it is Onimusha. If you like games like Resident Evil, if you like Japanese lore stuff, samurais, um, and Capcom stuff, it's it's really good. And if you're looking to like take a break from like your 30 to 50 hour campaign type game if you want to beat something that's quick but still has a ton there to unpack and is fun Mm -hmm. and the story is decent enough to keep going then yeah i do recommend that game and it's old as hell but the the remaster i don't know if they did an xbox one maybe they did but the remaster on ps4 is really fun and it's only like 20 bucks so hey that's that's it's a good time so that's my recommendation oh yeah
1: um, my recommendation is actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's this. uh, I think I showed it to Hosian when he was here. But there's this guy that writes comics that I really like. His name's Jonathan Hickman, and he's doing. uh, They just relaunched the whole X Men brand with him, kind of like spearheading it and writing most of it. And oh, damn. Um, but he also just put out this book called Decorum. It's really cool. That's um, kind of like a. I don't know, like a, 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 like a mercenaries in space kind of thing. But the guy has all this like, when he starts writing a new book, he like every book has like a language, a written language that he creates that certain people speak. Everyone has like a map of the universe or a map of like the world where everything's done the way that he does. He does all this insane world building bullshit, right? And it has all this insane graphic design in it that's really. Postmodern and like every time i look at it, it makes me want to like be like oh this is how like everything i do and like my bands and this and that should all be branded but that decorum book is really good and his re- relaunch of the x-men is really good both of them have that same sense of branding but the x-men shit is crazy right now uh the x-men instead of being like heroes they started their own country called Karaka. they have this medicine that they give out to humanity that extends everyone's lives by like 12 years so that they can have leverage to become like a sovereign nation and then all this fucking space age bullshit starts happening mm-hmm. there's like a massive orgy in one book there's a chance that wolverine and cyclops fuck each other <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a cuckold situation with gene gray and all this shit it's really weird and stupid but uh check out that x-men book check out the quorum those are the things i'm interested in right now oh
0: yeah cool so is that everything we got uh and want to end on or
1: uh, Bert, what kind of bullet should people buy to uh, prepare?
2: Hollow points are good self-defense, but honestly, everybody wants these, uh, you know, the ARs, and everybody wants handguns and shit for self-defense. Dude, good old shotgun. <laughs> Rounds are cheap as shit, you know. I mean, just, it's... None of you can shoot. I'm going to tell you that right now. All of you suck ass at shooting. You have no idea how to handle a gun. You have no idea how tiny a bullet is, probably. A shotgun spreads... It has stopping power. Buy a shotgun. They're cheap. They yeah. They don't look as cool. Who gives two shits? They're available. Goddamn,
1: you all need shotguns. Well, John Mackey heard it here first. I'm saying
2: first. this because I have a 308 with a Vortex 10 power scope, and you're not going to be able to fucking touch me with your shotgun. Bert, you saw
1: comes. the new. I don't. I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. Bert, so, you the saw that? the, the most
2: recent Rambo
0: movie, right?
1: <laughs> Are you going to yeah. set your
0: house up like that?
2: with the fucking with no with no, like I'm, the I'm...
0: thing that explodes and it like blows up and like your your property becomes like an island
2: oh no because people ain't gonna be able to get into my
1: house fair I'm actually gonna change my recommendation real quick because I was, just reminded me there's this fucking horrible Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel movie that just came out called Bloodshot that's about to go into theaters or it's that's about tight. to go into video on demand and I just saw it a day before the, uh, the theaters closed, and I like the comic that it's based on, but this movie is kind of like watching, uh, I don't know, maybe Rambo 4, if you just drank a gallon of gasoline beforehand. Nice. So, uh, watch that. It's fucking god-awful. It's like it's like watching Nick Cage a year after Con Air came out. Total so shit.
0: <laughs> Rambo 4 was sick. All right. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to go play Doom. Cool. Well, Sick. appreciate
0: everyone uh, right. listen and ask questions and stuff. Thanks
2: for checking it out.
0: Yep, and we will hopefully do another one. And maybe, or maybe we'll be dead. Who knows?
1: Yep. Uh, if I die, make sure yeah. that uh, my mom pays my rent. <laughs> That's all I got.
2: If I die, as far as I'm concerned, all of existence goes with me. So yes, <laughs> there's nothing. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.